you know where they saw um uh this this um piece of singleton single or singleism come out um uh fervently in the last uh two years was during COVID. Oh. because there were more exceptions made for people who were working at home with children is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action welcome to inspired action for imperfect humans each week we give you real life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions from the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Good morning to you, my dear perpetually single friend, Kyle. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> how we're starting? Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and anyone in between or what have you. Welcome to another exciting week of inspired action for imperfect humans. And that's kind of what we are. So can we just go back to how you started today's podcast? Which well, yeah, I want to I want to talk about this girl because you are single mm -hmm. and you've been single for a long time, like your whole life. You've had two long term relationships, both of which were just absolutely miserable for the people involved in them. <laughs> <laughs> I was the best they ever had. Like, honestly, are you kidding me? I was. The so are they dead they now had. or? No, they just can't have good other. Do you know what's actually going on? I just completed 13 years of being single. What? Isn't that crazy? Oh, goodness. You know what? Single looks good on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Is everyone ready for today? I, uh... I feel sorry for your mother. <laughs> uh, listen, it was my mother's fault. She warned me and she told me that no one will ever be good enough. She warned me to be independent. She told me to do to do everything myself. So I'm going to blame my mom on this one, even though that might be a little bit of a stretch, but still. I, you know what? I'm going to make her listen to this and then we're going to come for you because why you got her in this mix up and blender. <laughs> well, your pot, your pot was showing. Your yes. Is showing. For those that don't know, Kyle, explain what Patois <laughs> is and then tell them what I just said to you. Okay. Um, Patois is a, for those, it's a Jamaican, you know, uh, dialect-ish, slang-ish. I think it's its own language, you know, because it has the structure of all other languages. But anyway, it's, uh, it's interesting how people usually say, you know, it's broken English or they'll hear, you know, it's crow curl for something it's 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 always you know um interpreted differently and what i think is interesting about even that phrase about being broken english so latin words can and english words are derived from latin right but jamaican patois dialect is broken right like what is that about but anyway so it's a jamaican dialect that's commonly spoken in uh, jamaica um patois we usually refer to it as um and what christopher just said when he says you know um being caught in mix up and blender here's the thing about patois it's such a very descriptive and funny word because it's like metaphors and words jammed together almost. So the, the 
direct translation, when you say to someone, you know, I'm not into any mix up on blender, you're saying I'm not into any, anything that's mixed, you know, like it's mixed with different things, but they have to add the descriptive um, thing about a blender. Cause when you look at a blender, what does it do? It mixes, it mixes things with, yeah. up, right? So if you're in a mix up and blender, then basically you're in a bunch of drama. You're, exactly. You're, you're, you're caught up in this, in stories in this mix and up in this blender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, and I love it. Yeah. I just, it's so, sometimes mm -hmm. I have to laugh at it, but anyway, speaking of mixing. Next week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll teach you what mad puss piss means. <laughs> 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 oh, that one oh, reminds man. me of your grandma. Oh, she loved when you said that. Like, I, I remember the first time you said it, we were in, we were in BAMP. We were at the banned. time, yeah, we we're banned having lunch. And like most things, you know, when you, you say hello and, you know, you, how do you say hi? You know how to say hi. When you say hi to someone, what else comes right after? Wotten, tell me now. Wotten, tell me now, right? <laughs> so it's like, what's up? Tell me what's happening, right? That's the, like, the direct translation. And she giggled when you said that. She's like, oh, because your pronunciation is actually pretty good, right? So, which is great. And you've even, uh, you've actually even, uh, tricked my aunt a couple times because when you answered my phone she thought it was me just by That's how right. you said it so i thought it was great but no then she and she got upset because because uh because she she's like i'm like what and tell me now and she starts going off about something and i'm like why you butter me for sure <laughs> she, she she was like what she was like excuse me <laughs> she was not happy it's just like oh oh you caught me oh, off guard man. that was good yeah. guys if you want to hear christopher speak and learn more patois <laughs> please send us a comment let us know that that would be your weekly inspired action is to hear him speak for that <laughs> that's a given my to imperfect patois <laughs> to, to finish the conversation and and so when we were in Banff having lunch and you said, you know, something you reacted to me, like your timing was impeccable. It wasn't, oh, here's a new word I learned. You deliberately said it in reference to something I said to you. I don't even know what I said to you. And you're like, you think may I drink mad puss piss? And she went <laughs> off. Like she, <laughs> she kept so stop laughing. I think we took a picture of that moment. Oh, actually. we have a picture yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, I had to take a picture of that moment because she laughed so hard. You know that laughter when your eyes are closed and you're just holding yourself and your face is literally just pulling apart <laughs> in laughter. That's what uh, yeah. that's what it's she a, did. So it's a good memory. Yeah, it's an interesting slang. So let's yeah. go back to your epic single life because actually okay so i want to no girl i'm like right into it now i can't mm -hmm. stop thinking about it i was yeah. i was actually thinking about this and in the workplace and and granted i haven't been single for some time uh now i'm entering year 10 of of mm. uh, being in a relationship mm -hmm. and and uh i was thinking about this and actually i think actually being single in the workplace is harder uh interesting than than not yeah I mean, why don't I you tell us you're a single person in the workplace aren't you <laughs> yeah no i think that's interesting because i was remembering because for most of my life i have been single i would say i think i would honestly say for most of my life girl I it's not just been, it's not uh, just you single. it's like god jesus the universe and everybody else would say for most of your life you've been single you know what, ladies and, and gentlemen he is undateable <laughs> 
and that's a that's another story but i want people to know it was a it's a it's a decision it's a decision to to be single and i mean i think and i often say to people if you only know it's not like it's an effort to stay single because there's a lot of times you can get really caught up at least from my perspective you can get caught up in it but i was thinking about you know my career at in the workforce you know obviously it's a little bit different you know own their own business and stuff like that but in the workforce like i think about when i was at mcdonald's when i was at westjet when i was at all these companies you know there was always this hidden you know sometimes there were deliberate um expectations around you know, you had to do more, right? Like meaning, you know, when someone says, hey, I noticed you got Christmas off, like for whatever, how the schedule may have worked or what have you, when I was doing kind of shift work, they would be like, well, I noticed you have Christmas off. Like um, you're single, you can work Christmas. I mean, I've got kids and I've got a family, right? Or, hey, who wants to be on call? Because sometimes I was in a certain role that we had to be on call, like for after hours type of stuff. And it was always looked upon me to, to take the calls, right? To be the available person um, because their rationale is, well, you know, I have a family and I want to spend time with your family. And I was just, and for the beginning, I just did it because I'm like, I started to believe that as being single, I should be the one. That was kind of my experience with it. You know, it's really interesting, actually. When I was single, it was, it was, um, uh, very much the same. Like I would be in a meeting and maybe Jennifer or Thomas would say, you know, mm -hmm. fake names, but Jennifer mm -hmm. or Thomas would, you know, it's like, okay, like, like we need someone to do this. It's got to happen tonight. There's a board meeting tomorrow or, mm -hmm. you know, this is what it is. And they'd be like, oh, like my kids got soccer or, um, you know, or, or whatever. Right. And, and, um, and then they'd kind of look at me with this sort of like, desperate passive aggressive yeah. look mm -hmm. saying christopher as a question like will you do this like we know that you're single mm -hmm. and and so i do like like it, it's it's actually pretty amazing to me i think there's a lot of unfairness in the workplace and i think it's natural that we would do this as human beings mm -hmm. um but actually kyle there's an interesting article here that i came across um and and it's called the many ways single people are treated unfairly at work and it's by oh. bella de paulo and okay. so she, mm -hmm. she sort of coined this term singleism oh nice. um and and sort of there's unfair expectations so <clears throat> so this comes in all sorts of you know like it comes in all sorts of forms but i think what people need to understand is like like discrimination and 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 discrimination bias and all this stuff it exists wherever you go smokers sure. get more breaks than non-smokers <clears throat> sure. yeah. right they do and and so it's like non-smokers should take more breaks <laughs> you know like that's <laughs> right. that's the solution to this right some right. some places in the world although you don't get it in canada because it would be an additional form of discrimination um <clears throat> although it's kind of like well which way are you discriminating right like right. smokers get more breaks but um uh, but in other countries, they're giving smokers an extra day off, or sorry, non-smokers an extra non day. Like, like someone went and calculated, this is how much time off uh, non-smokers uh, should get. So they get a couple of extra days or something, because that's yeah. how much smokers would take on average throughout the year in terms of breaks. And so in yeah. Canada, that would be considered a form of discrimination against a smoker, whereas in yeah. another country, it's a form of discrimination against a non-smoker if you don't give them the break, the exactly. extra time. So, so, so I think when we look at singleism, it's important to look at this both ways, but certainly um, there's some really obvious things. So, so uh, single people do cover for, 
for other people at work who are not single or who don't have kids or a spouse, right? Like what so, I was saying, right? Mm-hmm. The whole vacation. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, th- so this is, this has been shown. Um, and, and, uh, so, so here's what she says, uh, Paulo says, what's interesting about this is that in the 21st century, people will ask it totally unselfconsciously and unapologetically for a single person to stay and to work. Um, and that includes the most progressive and open-minded people, people in the intellectual vanguard who would never in a million years see themselves as being unfair to other people, but we are doing it. Right, so it's it is a form of prejudice. One of the things that she suggests, Kyle, actually, is replace the word um, uh, in your mind. Um, you know, if if you're not saying it out loud, replace the word single with the word gay, and and then see really? how it lands. Yeah, it's like it's like well, well, like hey, you're gay. Um, why don't you come in tonight? Um, you know, so, so my nice hetero employees can go home early, Um, you know, you're you're gay. So, so um, you don't need to be paid as much. And actually, this is one of the ways that singledom is being, is being treated is that, um, is that they're, they, they're seeing that, that single, that, okay, this is suspected. It's not for sure, but there's, there's a marriage bias where people with kids require more Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so the replacing of the word is just for an awareness piece. Just yeah, yeah. Sorry, to go back sounds. to that. Is that what it, yeah, okay. That's yeah. exactly it. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like if you don't think you're being unfair, replace that thought yes, you're having about I the see. single person with something like gay, or because you're pregnant, or because you're a woman. Right. Replace it with something like, or because you're black or Asian. Yes, replace single with that, and and then see. see if it still mm-hmm. lands okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but actually, they they are seeing it. Um, uh, or, or they think they're seeing it. So there's more research that needs to be done, but they think they're seeing it in pay as well, where there mm. is a, a marriage and child bias where people who have kids um, are sometimes getting paid more uh, to cover right. home costs. Right. Um, that's interesting. That, that's an interesting point because I'd, I'd be curious how many people factor that in. So if you are that person, mm-hmm. either recruiting HR or that senior leader, when you look at your team, do you factor yeah. that in? Do you yeah. say, well, this guy has more, you know, um, income or, you know, things yeah. to do other things, right? And then although, or this guy has three, four, five kids, mm-hmm. do you factor that in? Or he has a stay-at-home wife or a stay-at-home mm-hmm. husband or what have you? Do you actually factor that in? Or do you just look at the pay scale for the sake of the pay scale? Well, well, and that's what they should be doing. But we know that right. sometimes it's happening, sometimes it's not. Like there are people who argue against the, um, the gender wage gap right now. And actually right. there's a lot of proof in social research that suggests that the edger, the the gender wage gap does not exist but we know literally on paper women are paid less than men what they're yeah. what they're attributing it to is because women like leave the workforce to have children right or okay. maybe take care of a parent or whatever um when you look at the comparison women are about where this is the argument i'm not saying it's my argument right. okay? okay but yeah. but women are actually paid fairly for their experience so if you took a two-year break you would be paid the same as a woman was but to me that's still a gender wage gap because totally. the only people who can have children are women 
So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense to look at your executives, the the very few that are, that are female are not paid the same in a lot of cases. So anyway, to me, this is the same. Like, I think I I would be interested to see more research on the, on the, Mm. on the salary. Um, Mm. You know where they saw um, uh, this, this um, piece of singleton, single or singleism come out um uh fervently in the last uh two years was during COVID. Oh. because there were more exceptions made for people who were working at home with children and i'm not saying we shouldn't have made the exceptions yeah. i'm not saying we shouldn't have made the exceptions yeah. but but yeah. it's like you could see this going both ways it's like oh. so should the single person get a higher bonus mm-hmm. because they worked more Mm-hmm. Should and it's like, should they work more? Like I, I, I don't know how we make this fair. I don't know how we right. make it fair, but I think there is something about being conscious to it. You know, like what? I like think we need things, to be aware of it. Yeah, like most things, I think like we've been talking even from a previous uh, podcast with Deed uh, about you know our um, the subconscious, the biases that we do, you know, the biases we have, and I think like most things, we're not saying these things should never happen. We're just saying for the most part, are you even mindful of it, right? Because like I said, every time I would see a schedule before and whatever reason, because they're usually saying, well, Kyle has worked like four or five Christmases in a row. So someone along the line says, hey, let's give him a break. But then like clockwork, as soon as that gets posted or published, or it's aware, like four or five of those folks who have families say, hey, right. And I know there, I, and I know it's not that they don't necessarily care. At least I'd like to think it's not that they don't care about me, all this other stuff. I understand from their perspective is like, sure, would be great for us to kind of have that uh, together and also travel. Travel is the other thing. I was always mm-hmm. expected to travel away yes. for business, right? More. I was usually asked first, hey, right. do you mind going to that meeting? Hey, do you mind go checking that mm-hmm. out? Hey, right. And sometimes that could put me into a... issues well, with I think other a... people who perceive it. That I... is either favoritism. Agree. I was just going to say, I think that puts people yeah. who are married with children uh, at, at risk for being discriminated against too, because some of them totally. want that travel. Like, totally. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that there's a way to make it fair, but I think we need to be conscious of it. So mm-hmm. As we kind of look to wrap up here, Kyle, I think one of the things that I would say as an imperfect inspired action is I think as a leader or as an employer, this is something that you need to bring to your attention and maybe try um, DePaulo's um, uh, tactic here of replace it with replace what you're saying with something else and Mm -hmm. see if you feel gross about it, in which case, you know, you you may be discriminating. And, and I think just being conscious to it, it's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to ask this person first because they're single. Am I asking them first because they're single? Right. Right. Um, Or vice versa. Am I asking because they're married with kids or am I giving a higher exception because they have kids at home, you know, which negates the mental health issues of somebody who's literally been isolating for nearly two years with no contact and because they don't live with anybody like, like, you know, they don't actually have a family to have support with. There's nobody in their house supporting them. So, mm-hmm. so the other thing I would say is if you are that single person, I think you need to decide what kind of life you want to have. So, so don't say, well, I'm single and I can do this. If you're not uncomfortable doing it, right. your appointment to go to yoga or to your doctors or to just sit on your butt and watch Nothing. TV, mm-hmm. if that's what your appointment is, is just as important. And, and certainly in our country, we're lucky enough that you 
do not have to disclose. You can just mm -hmm. simply say it won't be possible for me. I have an appointment this evening. Yeah, right? and, 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 and I that's think... just the nature of it. Yeah, and the thing, the third thing I would add to that, and in, in, uh, final comment is just engage the other person, right? Just find out what do you usually like to do, and hopefully before you need them, right? So it's one of those things where if you're engaged in this conversation before Christmas, so by June, July, or whatever, you're saying to someone, "Hey, I'm actually curious. What do you usually do for your holidays?" Like understand that because they may say, "Oh my God, the summers are all it for me," and for you, you may be like, "Wow, this I I don't actually I prefer to work in the summer." So then you could maybe work on a trade-off so to speak that's valuable instead of starting the conversation hey you don't have a family um you know because think about how that sounds too like you were saying right it's like yeah i don't need to be reminded that i'm single or i may not need to be reminded that i don't have a family because i love being single but for some people they may struggle with that you know the thing is though kyle i think that it's more passive than that i think it's it's unconscious bias and people don't realize that they're actually making decisions based off of somebody's marital status yeah. Like, I really do believe that. Like, I like, I, I think but... it's unconscious. I really do. Mm. Um, you know, it's just like, and, and then the question is, like, do you answer the question? Like, if you're having a casual conversation with somebody and they're like, oh, do you have kids, Christopher? It's like, well, no, but I don't know that I want to tell you that. Like, right. like, you know, because it's like, I, what are you going to do with that information once you know, like, you know, and, and I know, I know too, most of the right? time it's, yeah. it's, it's innocent, right? I know most right. of the time it's innocent, but, but you, you know, every piece of information starts to create, form a picture in somebody's mind and people sure. form like, like everybody on here, if you want to know what this is like, you ever been in that position with your parents where they still think you're that teenager because you're responding to something in a certain way and they feel mm -hmm. like they're they have to parent or whatever mm -hmm. this is exactly it your parents have an unconscious bias because of yeah. because they saw you growing up you also have an unconscious bias about them parents, because yeah. who they were when you were a teenager or a child yeah. right and and so this is the same thing everything we know about someone starts to form a picture and we create unconscious bias so i think it's just really important to speak up for yourself and and find those words and just you know and and it's i think simple is better right it's just like yeah. no i won't be able to commit to that tonight i have plans um you know or i won't you know it's like i won't be able to um like it won't be possible for me i've got exactly. an appointment yeah yeah or right? it won't and be possible it. Yeah. yeah won't be totally. possible yeah so folks, uh, thank you for listening to another exciting week. We're always curious about hearing about your imperfect inspired action. So use our social media. You know, we're really trying to focus this year on building a community and a following. So share, like, subscribe, do what you need to do. We need and those 10,000 followers. Yeah, 10,000. That's exactly the goal. 10,000 10, downloads. Yeah, 10,000 downloads. downloads we want for this year. So uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Uh, the, the people want updates. We need to give them up. Uh, we're close. 3825. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cut you off there. We're out of time. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. When it comes to culture, I think often... Um, employees forget the role that they play in contributing to that culture and if you're complaining about it and you're not 
kind of leading the way with it, then you're, you're as much a part of the problem as your leadership is 